Aloha, this is Sol, the founder of Sol University. Welcome to our eight-part series on embracing change. Over the next few minutes, you'll hear a snippet of a conversation that I've had with someone I know to be a powerful change agent. Enjoy. All right, now we jump to a person I've known since 2004. I know he's been a change agent for a lot longer than that. His name is Bob Severite, and Bob is part of a company that I belong to as a, uh, an associate as well. We're in the process of helping folks gain and maintain the most optimal health they can. I've known Bob for a while, and I've, I asked him to be on this show because he got me to change. <laughs> That's no easy task, ladies and gentlemen. Bob, welcome to the show. Thank you. Bob, you've worked with a lot of people across a lot of different socioeconomic groups, you've worked with very wealthy people, you've worked with people who are on the street. I'm curious, what do you think is the number one reason people resist making a change? In my opinion, and this obviously does goes everything from finances to health issues, I think it all gets down to your comfort zone. A lot of times when we are asking people to make change, what they're resistant is, obviously, is it's outside of the box or outside of their comfort zone that they felt so comfortably have come accustomed to. That is by far the biggest issue we face as coaches. Ah, so in other words, we get in our routines, we get in our root habits, we know what's going to be happening or we think we know what's going to happen, and then all of a sudden the curveball hits us and we are forced to change, whether we like it or not. How have you helped people avoid those curveballs? How have you helped people address change so that it is a lot friendlier or at least begin to resolve their resistance to change? This is dating back into the days when I was uh, a financial advisor. Basically, people look at things logically, but when it happens to deal with themselves personally, they attach emotion to it. And it's not so much the change, it's a logical change that they can do. They may be able to identify with that, but it's the emotions that are connected with it that makes it challenging. I think in terms of what I've done to help people, especially in the financial world, but it has definitely prepared me extremely well in dealing with people with weight issues and so forth from a health perspective, and that is getting them to detach the emotion from the actual event that we're looking to achieve, if that makes sense. Wise point. So you're saying one way to begin to resolve resistance is really look at things from two perspectives, one from what your mind is telling you and one from what your heart is telling you. Did I hear that correctly? Exactly. That, in a nutshell, that. And as you get into listening to your heart, you begin to tap into that energy that you need to make those changes. Am I making that assumption correct? Um, yes and no. There's two ways to look at it. I think anybody that can come from the heart, and this is absolutely important, which I want to get to with you here shortly in terms of establishing a why. And that's another thing I think people lack. They don't have a definitive why, and therefore they're lacking in their desire and their vision. For example, in dealing with money, people are very emotional about their money. And the sense is that they always want to buy, for example, when the market's going up. They always want to sell when the market's going down. You actually have to be counterintuitive. It's somewhat similar when you're facing other issues in your life whereby sometimes your emotions are so wired, you're so strong, you get so strongly attached to it, 
you're not able to see through the reasoning that will get you to achieve your goals. There's, you're putting up blocks, if that makes sense. Um, oh, completely. Yep. The second thing is what you led into, and I think this has more to do not in the financial world, but especially when it, when it relates to eating habits and your health, and that is really defining what your why is as far as what your vision is. I think people who get stuck, they've lost their passion, they've lost their focus. And I think it's key to find out what it is you're looking to achieve and why. How big is your why? And I know it sounds a little bit trite, but I don't think there is anything that's more important than you really finding what your true passion is down deep. What is it that you really want? And if you can find that and you can latch on to that emotion, there's nothing that would stop you from being successful. Wow. Am I interpreting this correctly? You're, you want people to really awaken to who am I and what am I here to do? Exactly. And I think as all of us have experienced life, it doesn't matter what income bracket you may have been, your lifestyle, et cetera, we all face hardships. For me, a lot of the things I've learned, obviously, is through hard rocks, a lot of experience in dealing with people and their money over 20 years. But especially my hardest experiences in my life, my roadblocks, have been my, without question, my biggest learning experiences. And I myself faced a time in my life where I had literally been financially 100% totally secure. I was a senior VP at a major Wall Street firm. I had the perfect supposed marriage and so on, and I lost it all. And it was through that rebuilding process for me. When you take away your identity, you take away your business title, you take away your money, you don't have your home, you obviously have a broken family. Who am I? That's that issue that I had to take on myself was obviously a huge learning experience. I think the benefit that it has allowed me to realize what was important, why was I successful in the past, how did I get there, how did I have that bulletproof image that I would never fail, that I would be successful at anything that I touched, how do I catch that lightning in a bottle? Going through my hardships really allowed me to realize the things that are important in life, but also, more importantly, realize that it has to start with me, and it has to really start from my desire, my heart, my convictions. And if I can hold on to those convictions and get that laser-like focus that needs to be done, I can begin to look at things in my life that I want to improve. From a coaching perspective, what I think we can do now or how I've been able to help in a very nurturing way, not so much as saying you're doing this right and this wrong, but supporting people to get to their goals Take the baby steps that are necessary so that they can, too, begin to realize that they'll be successful. And it's all about if I can help you or help anybody obtain their goals, if that is met, everything else takes care of itself. Oh, completely. For those listening in, you have to understand your kind host here has been a bit biased on this particular interview because if it weren't for Bob, I know that I would not be in as good a health that I'm in today. And one of the ways that Bob helped me change is he was persistent and consistent. Now, you may think that persistent and consistent are the same thing. They're not. Completely two different things. So from that standpoint, listening to what Bob was just sharing, being able to take that curveball, which you got in the form of a life redirect, Bob, from what you were just sharing, you opted to learn. 
you opted to learn versus make excuses. That willingness to learn allowed you to make changes a lot more effortlessly. Would that be an accurate reflection? Oh, without question. I think that as soon as I could stop blaming others, basically look at myself in terms of acceptance through my choices, really created my own reality. As soon as I was able to step back and take control of my life, take responsibility for everything that had happened in my life, that gave me the freedom and then the breakthroughs to allow me to change. So, ladies and gentlemen, we could spend the next couple of days talking on this topic, but, Bob, I know you have to run. Thank you for being yet another expert to help us see ways that we can resolve change. What I'm hearing you say is start small by finding your why. Let that why grow within you, and it gives you the energy then to do what you need to do. Absolutely. And one final thing I tell everybody real quickly, I learned a a little adage in terms of the change chart. You've got top of the change chart where you're optimistic, you're spontaneous, you're excited, you're fired up, you are just busting with exhilaration and excitement. You cannot be at the top of the change chart and at the same time be negative, depressed, resentful, um, revengeful, all of the bad characteristics at the bottom of the change chart, you're fall between two worlds. What I learned is that when I'm the happiest, when I am the most successful, when I achieve the most, I'm always at the top of the change chart. So when I catch myself feeling anger, frustration, guilt, anything in that nature that would pull me down, it's a flip of a switch to realize that's not serving me and I need to be optimistic. I need to be excited. I need to be spontaneous. I need to be charged. And that's when you attract the people. That's when you attract the right things in your life. And if I could leave any of everybody is that in order to affect change and make it permanent, you have to be excited. You have to be passionate. And you only get that by positive thoughts. Very true. Perfect. All right. Thank you again, Bob. I encourage anyone listening to Bob, if you missed some of his points, download and review the transcripts. Bye for now, Bob. Thank you, Saul. Take care. Thanks again for listening. This is Saul, the founder of Soul University. If you need assistance with embracing change, we'll see you in class. Aloha. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.